Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Welcome to the latest episode of Light Body Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lara May, and I would like to welcome you to this next episode of 2020. And we started off this year talking about flow and what it means to us and how we can implement it and infuse it into our lives and all the different ways. I hope you really enjoyed that. And so in this episode, I want to continue that theme, but we're going to talk about flow with our food. So how can we integrate flow with our food and what we eat? So Uh, One aspect of life where we can create more flow is how and what we eat. So how do we think about food? How do we think about eating? Maybe we don't even think about it. If that's the case, that's okay. But now um, today I'm going to encourage you to actually start to think about how do you eat? Are you a frantic eater? Are you a rushed eater? Are you a wolf eater? Meaning you just wolf it all down as fast as possible. Are you a cool, calm, and collected eater? Are you a distracted eater? Which I think most of us are. If you're not a distracted eater in this day and age, then you deserve a trophy because that is something that I constantly struggle with. But so how do you think about eating? How do you think about food and what you put into your body? And how can we we create a more calm, smooth, and flowing approach? So for me, the answer is simplification. And what is more simple than clean eating? There are so many different ways to eat, especially if you listen to many podcasts or many different practitioners. You know, sometimes it might even be overwhelming as all the ways that the different practitioners are telling you to eat go dairy-free, go vegan, go vegetarian, don't eat processed meat, uh, you know, all of these things. And, you know, a lot of them come with elements of good advice. But if you want something that's just super simple, start with clean eating. So and maybe you are considering moving into a clean eating lifestyle, but can't find the motivation or don't know where to start. So it may be also, it seems like clean eating is an entire lifestyle shift and one that requires proper planning and proper intention and initiation. And this may be putting it off for you until you get a few days off from work or when you feel like, oh, once I get this big project over, I'm less stressed, then I will do this. But here's the problem with waiting until the I have this or this is done or, you know, any of those um, excuses that really we that put us into a constant perpetual state of really never getting there or never 
being in the state of flow is it will keep you looking for reasons to put off change until you realize that you can just break down that change into smaller pieces and start right now. Start integrating it right now, slowly, step by step into your life. Nothing has to change all at once. Very few changes are that are made all at once ever remain consistent or successful. So I want you to think about that as you're, you know, we're still in this new year um, kind of period where people are talking about, you know, um, integrating more of movement this year, which I definitely, you know, want you to think about. But it's, it's, is it going to be more successful if you can go for a walk every day for, you know, 10 to 30 minutes? Or is it going to be more successful for you if you try to make yourself get to the gym for an hour, seven days a week, blah, blah, blah? No, you're probably going to hurt yourself. You're going to burn out. You're not going to continue it. So think about whatever you're going to do. And, and today we're talking about foods and we're talking about transitioning into a clean eating lifestyle, which is so simple and can be done in so many ways that can be customized to you and your needs that but you start in small pieces and do it in incremental small pieces. So with my clients, I use the concepts of crowding out. So we add the good things in that crowd the bad things out. And this also helps prevent, um, you know, crazy mood swings, crazy changes in our brain chemicals like serotonin and dopamine. And, um, and it helps us be more consistent. And it gives us more support to keep these changes and feel good about them and feel supported and not feel deprived, not feel crazy, not feel run down. So um, I want you to also think about when you're implementing these changes with your food, if that's part of your new year, new practice, is that start with small steps. So trying to change everything all at once in order to live a better and brighter life will very rarely lead you to success. And we all know this. I'm sure we've all tried at different times in our life to um, to make drastic changes. And then we always end up rebounding back to what we were doing before, even if it's things that are not, you know, not the best for us. So one of the most important aspects of clean eating is, is what you choose to eat. And that does not mean just planning meals according to, you know, the grade school food pyramid, which thank God, finally, the FDA finally changed. And so um, the food pyramid technically no longer exists. Now we have my plate from the FDA, which is is good. It puts things into a different context and perspective. But it also means that whatever you choose to eat, make sure it is as close to its natural state as possible. And as when you choose different foods, the more in its natural state it is, the better it is for you. So um, if we think about salsa, for example, I don't know, that's I've been on this um, Mexican food kick lately. So, so when we think about salsa, did you make the salsa? Or did you buy like one of those big gallon things? that is just full of corn syrup and cornstarch and it's thicker, right? If you go to a really good quality um, Mexican restaurant, what they bring you and whether it's their salsa or their pico de gallo is 
is this beautiful, colorful, fresh, flavorful, wonderful yumminess, right? Regardless of how spicy it is, it's got tomato and cilantro and some onion and some peppers and, you know, um, all these different spices and you can smell it and you can taste it. And it's just, it's, you can feel the goodness in it. So I want you to think about that too. If whether you're about to buy something or as you're making something, stop and appreciate, just take the time to, you know, take, take a big deep breath in and smell that fresh cilantro or smell, maybe not so much if you're chopping onions, but um, whatever herbs that you're chopping, just take a moment to appreciate what they, the texture of them, how, how they come in their natural form, how green they are, or maybe, um, you know, the different colors that they might be variegated with. Sometimes there's some Um, depending on which herbs it is, maybe it's like a a Thai basil, which is that beautiful, deep, dark purple color. Um, So just take a moment and always choose again, what is the most in its closest to most most natural state. So avoid foods that have been refined, processed or preserved. And it's always better to go natural to benefit from the inherent nutrients and to get away from the chemicals and preservatives that not only reduce the food's goodness factor, but also um, can actually possibly cause harm if you um, ingest those too many, too much on too regular of a basis. So when you're trying to eat clean, it's also a good idea to eat as organic as possible. And I, um, I know I've definitely spoken about this before, but you can always reference the EWG, Environmental Working Group, their website there, the organization that puts out the list of Clean 15, and, um, and they have a Dirty 15 as well. And so that will give you an idea of, especially if you're, um, depending on your financial budget for the week, the month, whatever, if Maybe especially to where you live, organic for some reason is just super overpriced and expensive. If you go by that list, then that at least gives you an idea of, okay, so I don't necessarily have to do organic on this food, but if I want to avoid all the pesticides and cancer-causing crap that they put on, let's say, like an apple or tomato, those things I definitely want to try to get as clean and organic as possible. So I definitely encourage you to reference that website and those lists, and they update them every year based on um, very good research. So definitely take a look at that. I can link to that in the notes page. So, you know, we have, they use chemicals in farming, unfortunately, and hormone treatments have crept into all sorts of foods. And so this this does end up having an adverse effect on our health, even if what we think we're eating healthy, if we're not getting if we just have to go that extra step, unfortunately. And, you know, maybe you're lucky enough to have local farms right near you, and you can buy fresh, and you know what they use and don't use and you know how they raise their animals. That's fantastic. Utilize your local farmers as much as possible. Because this will also help you eat with the seasons. So you'll be eating things that are in season that are natural that are that thrive with that type of sunlight and that type of soil and that type of amount of water versus like for me, I live, you know, at 6,000 feet in the mountains. And so we don't have a lot of farmers by me. I'm lucky enough to be able to 
do a CSA box. So I get local vegetables brought up the hill from uh, farms that are, you know, down in the valley. But still, you know, when I have to go to the grocery store, you know, those tomatoes, they're grown in a greenhouse and they are not, you know, infused with all the nutrients from they would as if they would be if they were grown in the dirt outside, for example. So um, you definitely want to choose GMO free as much as possible. And a little vigilance goes a long way. Always read labels and the labels can tell you everything you need to know about a food that you're buying. In general, a general rule is the more ingredients on a product um, on that little list there, the higher the chances are that the food is processed. So even if you're trying to eat healthy, there's a chance that the products you buy may contain preservatives. So um, sometimes I like to buy the um, the guac that the grocery store makes there, and that's more fresh than buying a guac that comes prepackaged from somewhere else. But still, the grocery store wants it to have a longer shelf life too. So they can add things that if you don't read that list, you won't know is there and you'll just assume that, oh, it's beautiful and green and it comes with all the tomatoes and onions already chopped into it. Great. But you really want to make sure that because especially if you're healing your gut or if you're working on healing an autoimmune dysfunction, some of those preservatives can be really triggering and inflammatory to our system. So try to stay away, read those labels. And I have an upcoming blog and another episode that um, the FDA has just actually come out with new standards for their food labels. So you will see those changing this year. And I want you to have all that information. So you'll know how to read them, where to find the information, and how to understand them. So just know that that's coming too. So even if you're trying to eat healthy, there's a chance that the products you buy can still contain preservatives, artificial sweeteners, artificial coloring that make even the healthiest food uh, totally unhealthy and inflammatory and triggering. So read the label, make sure that if you're going to, let's say, go for yogurt, um, that you get a sugar-free and and that it comes from um, some sort of milk source or even hopefully it's non-dairy. But if you're if you're a dairy lover and it doesn't harm you, it doesn't trigger you that you it, you at least buy it from cows that are not treated with antibiotics and hormones, for example. And all of that stuff by law is on the label. So make sure you're reading your labels. Another simple trick to eating clean is to remember that eating clean means also equals eating green. So we want to try our best to incorporate leafy greens into whatever you are preparing for to get the most amount of natural calcium, natural magnesium, and iron, in addition to the vitamins A, C, and E. Greens can also increase our fiber intake, which helps with our motility. So it helps with our GI health. And it also boosts our metabolism and assists in our um, easing and optimizing our digestion. By filling you up with the least number of calories, which is one of the things that, you know, all of us are probably trying to just, you know, get a little slimmer or, you know, make sure we're keeping that those extra layers of um, fat at bay. So greens are a great way to increase so many nutrients and so much fiber, but not put on the extra pounds, which is always nice. 
Leafy greens help you to be healthy in just one color, green. And this is an easy way to place, an easy place to start. So with a myriad of smoothies and salad recipes out there today, leafy greens can always find a way into your diet. So, so far we have talked about what you can add to your clean diet. Now let's talk about the omissions. So one of the simplest things you can omit for maximum effect is added and artificial sugar. And again, this can have such a huge impact on your overall health. When you take away artificial and even extra added natural sugars, you will notice your changes in your brain function, changes obviously in your blood sugar regulation. But this can also change, you know, um, maybe it, it will help lessen your brain fog. It will change how your palate tastes other flavors. So definitely getting away from artificial sugars and extra added, even natural sugars. Sometimes like if we um, pick up, go to the cold case in the grocery store and we see, oh, all these beautiful juices, but take a look at those labels. They are loaded with sugar. So that's just a shot to your liver. It's a shot to your pancreas. And eventually, if you did that every day, you would start to develop prediabetes, if not full blown. So you have to really be diligent about the amount of sugar that you're ingesting, even when you're eating a clean diet. So start identifying, start reading those labels that contain artificial sweeteners and added sugars. Just start there. Then you can drop off the drop the soda and say no to the candy and you'll be on your way to eating clean. You will watch your energy levels stabilize. You won't feel the swings. You won't feel the highs and lows. You'll just feel nice and even. And, you know, it's amazing what having a nice, even blood sugar regulation, just like cortisol can have on your mental well-being and your physical well-being. So clean eating does not have to be difficult or intimidating. Again, I want you to start small, implement easy, gradual changes into your regular eating habits, and eventually you will be able to totally transition into a clean eating lifestyle. So yes, so eventually you will crowd out the bad stuff and you will have so much good stuff that you just won't have room. And again, the crowd crowding out method is a great way to implement change and not shock your system or slingshot you back into the old habits. So I would love to hear what you are planning on changing, what you're planning on implementing, how you're planning on going about it. If you have any questions or suggestions, I am always open, willing and excited to have those discussions. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. And I will catch you on the flip side.